September 25th, 2011, The First Church in Parish in Dedham, a sermon by Reverend Raleigh Weaver, The Social Network. On Thursday, 20 of us observed the memorial service for the Reverend Bruce Maxfield Clary as it was live-streamed from All Souls in Tulsa, Oklahoma, to the internet and then picked up by my laptop and projected onto a screen in the dining room of our parish house. Quite an amazing feat when you consider that in February of 2005, before the June that Reverend Clary retired from his ministry here at First Church, YouTube had only just made its debut. So if a celebratory service had been shared between Tulsa and Dedham at that time, it most likely would have been recorded and videotape or possibly a DVD would have been sent by mail. Six years ago, the technology that made his live-streamed memorial service possible was not available because even if there had been a YouTube recording of the service, we would have had to wait for it to be uploaded and shared on the internet and it would have taken place in it wouldn't have taken place in real time unless it was on television whether you write email or use telephone you must admit modes of communication have radically changed in form in our lifetimes take for example again bruce who was ordained in 1965 the year i was born In the time that he began his ministry, most of his sermons would have been written by hand and given to a secretary to type, if they were typed at all. The church would have employed a full-time receptionist because there wasn't a way to record messages, and if you wanted to receive messages after the office was closed, you would have had your phone calls rerouted to a live messaging service. Nowadays, we have voicemail and email and text messaging and Skyping and FaceTiming and Facebooking and MySpacing and tweeting. There are countless ways to be connected. As our second reading connected points out, the world of communication has changed dramatically in a very short amount of time, but the essence of what we are communicating has remained the same. In his book linked, Albert Laszlo Barbasi draws parallels between natural and historical forms of networking and the computerized networking of today. This morning I read to you his argument that Paul transformed Christianity by sharing the message more widely and in intentional ways. Because I wanted to encourage us to think of our own networking in this way. How do we set out to share the message of First Church and Unitarian Universalism with those outside our walls. In the book of Acts, it is clear that after Paul's conversion to Christianity, he feels a calling to share with others how the message of Christ transformed him, and he does so in several ways. The first thing Paul does is he simplifies the rules down to what was vitally important. So instead of lamenting circumcision and the strict food requirements, Gentiles converting to Christianity focus solely on their beliefs, inspired by their interactions with each other and with the world. What is required to be a member of First Church? Does it require that we sit in the special fall meeting and understand the budget? 
What if I'm no good at numbers? Is First Church for me? Does it require that we come to worship on Sunday morning at 10 a.m.? If I work at 10 a.m. Sunday morning, can I still be a member of First Church? Does it require that I'm on a committee or that I teach in Sunday school or that I sing in the choir? How does my participation in these events deepen my connection to the values of Unitarian Universalism? How our church and our lives convey our values will be central to how we spread the values of First Church and Parish in the world. Secondly, Paul doesn't expect to be the only messenger sharing the story. He spreads the word to home churches in bustling communities, trusting the good news to grow and be shared with others and transform their lives. He taught small groups how to develop a community to gather together around food and conversation and to enter into relationship which would inform their interactions with the rest of the world. Do the words I share from this pulpit, the music the choir sings, and the activity in our church school transform your life? If so, how do you share that spark with your wider community? If not, what more do you need to find a spark? The final thing that Paul did that I want us to examine today is that he used the best form of communication available to him in his day. He wrote letters. Letters that could be republished and shared over and over again. Paul acted as a sort of hub, getting things started. But the actual ministry of Christianity for the Gentiles was formed by the people in their connection to each other, through their beliefs and their values of Christianity. How do we as a spiritual community share our message? I do my part. I write my sermons out. I publish them online each week. I even re-record them and podcast them on our website. With my approval, even a few of my sermons have been translated into Spanish and republished on the UU Spanish Church of the Larger Fellowship website. I know my message is getting out there. I know my voice is being heard. But what about yours? If we follow the example of Paul, I can only be a hub. What will make us strong and vibrant as a church is all of you. I do think that part of my ministry and part of what will help us grow in spirit and intention will be how we share our message over the new network of possibilities available to us. But the true measure of what will grow us as a church includes both technological and natural networks. To grow our church community will require that we have a spiritually vibrant and vitally important message to share. At its best, Unitarian Universalism has simplified the religious message down to just one word, love. And if love is at the center of our hub, then the question really is this, is it more important that more and more people sit in our pews on Sunday morning and feed a budget that supports our buildings, or is it more important that the world around us reflects our UU value of love? Fortunately, we don't have to decide between our buildings and our message, but as we expand and open our social network, the only answer is how we share this message of love 
How do we express love within the walls of these buildings? How does that love transform our experience in the world? This love, this big you-you love, requires that we become more than just a group that gathers for worship once per week, just another responsibility or item on a to-do list. What is required to expand our social network is that we transform into a hub, a connector for activity that embodies our values of love and acceptance in the world.